Our number one of today's show is in the books. It has also been brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Man, I love being out of Glory Days Grill last week. Glory Days Grill's got that seasonal menu with the comfort food classics that you love, including the short rib grilled cheese. Also, the center cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, the house-made meatloaf and the grilled meatloaf sandwich, the smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, the Brussels and bacon appetizer, and more. They all pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or the anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Get the Glory Days Grill right now in order to try them out. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. I want to talk more about some of these decisions. I want to talk about um, the aggressiveness that we've seen, not just from John Harbaugh, but also obviously uh, Brandon Staley is, is chief among them. Joining us now, one of my favorite people, former Ravens defensive coordinator, a uh, man who was an NFL head coach and who single-handedly kicked cancer's ass. It's always a thrill to welcome our friend Chuck Pagano back to the program. Coach, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Hope you, your family, are doing well out west. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Hey, great to talk with you guys. Thanks for having me. Of all, course. all good out west. A little I, cold, got a little snow on the ground. Not too bad, though. I mean, it, it seems like a decent way to spend your time these days, Coach, to hang out that way and have the family out there with you, man. It's uh that's a, it's a pretty good life. I hope that at some point in my life, I don't know, I'm probably stuck here, but I hope that at some point I can have something like that, the way that you got it there. Coach, I, uh, wish, this, I wish this for, for everybody. That's We're awesome. living uh, a really cool, blessed life right now. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Coach, you know, a, a lot of stuff I wanted to, to, to run by and get your thoughts on, but in general, I, the idea, I don't, I don't know how much you're paying attention uh, week in and week out to what teams like the Ravens are doing. And I know I just mentioned the Chargers were lumping in there. We're really seeing a new level of aggressiveness from from certain coaches, and specifically John Harbaugh, who, you know, has has done it a little bit more in recent years with Lamar Jackson going for it and fourth down a bit more often. But, you know, now we're seeing twice in three weeks with the game on the line and a chance to go to overtime. He's decided instead to to let the game sort of come down to whether or not they can convert a two point conversion. Um, we're seeing a lot more situations where he's going for it on fourth down. What have you made of? The, the the general change that you've seen, not just with the Ravens, but throughout the league in terms of aggressive play calling and decision making from coaches. Yeah, um, I think, you know, when you look at the Ravens and, and Coach Harbaugh, I don't know that anybody um, probably allocates, you know, more time and resources to analytics. You know, they're probably at the top of the list right now, you could say. Um, you know, certainly Brandon Staley, you know, out of the Chargers, um, and overall everybody, like you're saying, is 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 being you know way more aggressive, and they're depending uh, a great deal on analytics. I'm still a little bit you know old school, um, if you will. Uh, you know, we we employed a company called CAI Championship Analytics Incorporated, and they helped us uh, with these decisions, and they would build us a book. Uh, week in and week out, they did a phenomenal job. And I know everybody has a guy up in the box and they have, you know, the, the numbers and, and they talk to Coach Harbaugh and this, that, and the other about these situations. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a trend. I mean, it's where the, where the league's going. Um, obviously, uh, I know as a defensive coach, you're always scared to death uh, that people are going to go for it on fourth down. Like, as a defensive coach, you've got to get ready, especially if you're playing, you know, uh, the Ravens or you're playing the Chargers two teams that we're talking about, um, 
you know, your fourth down menu, fourth down calls or your short yardage calls, your third and one and fourth and one, uh, fourth and two, fourth and three for that matter, you got a bigger box, you know, on your play call uh, sheet. Uh, you know, you have to be prepared and, and practice that more and have, have more calls because people obviously are, are going for it more in those situations. But, yeah, I don't I, – I love the aggressive nature of it. Um, you know, Monday morning quarterback for, for all of us is, right. is so much easier, obviously, to sit back and say, well, you know, should have done this, you know, when it doesn't work. And, and then we're, you know, all plotting, you know, when it does work. But – yeah, so it's it's uh, it's certainly a little bit different, and I think your gut has to come into play in the, how the game is is sure. going and who the opposing quarter. I mean, I don't I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, with that ball uh, in his hands with forty plus. I think they had forty plus seconds, yep. you know, left uh, on the clock. I don't know if they had timeouts remaining. I don't believe they did. Uh, maybe you know that, but whether he has a timeout they, or they, not. They did have at least one. I'm trying to remember how many it was. They did have – it yeah, might have one, one, yeah. You're still scared to death the way he's playing, uh, not only, you know, in that game, but throughout the season, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, you never want to give him and, – and you look at, you know, John's team and uh, what they've overcome, uh, even have eight wins with all the injuries and the losses that they had at the beginning of the season and continue to have during the season – you look at all those things, and, and those all factor into your decisions. He is Chuck Pagano. He's with us here on, on Glenn Clark Radio. Chuck, I want to take into something. We were just talking about this a second ago. What, what does it look like? I, and I'm going to start with an end-of-game scenario because the, the you know the one thing that's really nice about the Ravens organization is you never see or you rarely see finger-pointing or blaming, and everybody tends to be on the same page, and it's a real testament, as, as you know, to John Harbaugh and the culture that he's created here. But – what is it really like when, when you make an aggressive decision and the game, you know, maybe it comes up short, is there more of that that we don't see within the locker room? Like, is there more of guys that have their opinion and they're mad because they think that you're saying you can't do their your job or that, you know, you, they didn't get a chance to go do their job? Is there more of that that exists than we see publicly? Is there more dissent when there is a, a bold decision like this that happens that a game, people would argue a game is decided by? Yeah, you know, maybe in some organizations, I don't think so. Um, to all the points you made, to your point about the Ravens and the organization and the culture, you know, that has been uh, built there and uh, for a long, long time, obviously. Um, you know, these decisions and scenarios, you know, John and those guys do a great job, you know, with situational football. And all these decisions have been talked about and practiced over and over and over again, long before uh, it comes up, you know, in the fourth quarter against the Packers last night. You know what I mean? So they have all talked about these situations. And he's like, with his leaders on that football team and with the offense, with the coaching staff and everybody, they're all on the same page so that you don't have that once the game's over and it didn't work out. And you walk in, yeah, sure, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, you know, and all that. And it's easy to, again, listen to all the pundits, you know, on Monday morning, this, that, and the other, talk about these things. But, you know, they have rehearsed and, and talked about those situations over and over and over and over again so that, you know, when it comes up, you know, everybody's on board. And John trusts, you know, his, his players. He trusts his coaches. And, you know, they, they I know, you know, Huntley had all the, all the reps this week, and he's, he's a dynamic uh, young quarterback, you know, and, and, a, and a really good player. And I know they practice that play over and over and over again, and it makes sense to get it to your, 
to your number one guy, you know, and isolate, you know, try to get one-on-one coverage, you know, with the DB there on Mark, um, you know, and the, and the throw is just a little bit off. You know, if he throws to that front pylon and it's not behind, you know, Mark, you know, we're probably not having this discussion. You guys probably don't even, you know, wake me up early. <laughs> and we're, and we're, <laughs> we're on the phone, you know, talking about this. So, yeah, again, you're going to have, you know, guys are going to talk. They're, they're really smart um, football players, and they get, they get it. They understand football, you know, the coaches and players in that building. But, again, I don't, I don't think it happens there because these things are, you know, talked about well in advance. Yeah, I understand. I understand everything that you're saying. And I also, it's, I also struggle to uh, check with the idea that if people bring up um, – I, I had a, a, a listener who said, well, they went for it on fourth and goal from their own three-yard line at, at the beginning of the game, and – that's their way of saying to the defense, we don't believe that you can you can do anything today. We have to score a touchdown here or we're going to lose. And I just I, – I don't buy into that impact. I don't buy that there are players that are standing on the sideline that are saying to themselves, well, my coach doesn't think we can win today, so now we're not going to try. We're not, I just – I think it's such an absurd I, – I, I, my gut is that our emotions as fans – we we think that that is reflected in in football players and you guys these guys that are doing their jobs like it's just not the reality of those circumstances in those moments. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, you know, with you uh, on that. And and again, um, you know, those there's not one guy, you know, on that defensive side, not one coach and not one player that you know if if asked the question would stand up and say, yeah, hell yeah, go for it, because. You know, we don't want to go see Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, with 40 right. seconds left, we're no. You know, nobody's nobody's going to say. Of course, they're going to say, "Hey, look, if 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 called upon, you know, and if we decide to go the other way and kick this thing, and they got one more possession, we're going to certainly go out and 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 get a stop. You know, whether they do or not, that's that's got to be your mindset. So, um, yeah, again, I think it just goes back to, you know, their culture, uh, the way they communicate. You know, the way they have these discussions, you know, long before it ever happens, so you're just not flying by the seat of your pants, you know, in making these decisions, and and you get everybody on board. But, but yeah, no, that that's that's legitimate. He is Chuck Pagano. He is with us here on uh, Glenn Clark Radio. Chuck, as a whole, the, the where the Ravens are at eight and six, and I get it. They've lost three straight games. They've lost three straight games in insane circumstances. I mean, they were they've been ravaged by injury. This is not. Hey, every team deals with injuries. This is insane. This is 20 guys that we're talking about. Then they have a COVID outbreak on top of it. Um, and yet they've lost these last three games by a total of four points. And they're all against, you know, teams that are either going to be in the playoffs or are competing for playoff spots. What do you, what's your thumbnail of the job that John Harbaugh has done as a whole this season, given everything that this franchise has had to deal with? Yeah, I think it's remarkable. Because if, if, you know, if you go back and you say, okay, you know, in preseason when they lost the top two running backs, you know, you lose Marcus Peters, everything that you just talked about, and to say, okay, hey, going into, you know, week week 16, I think we're coming up on, you know, you're going into week 16. These guys are, you know, um, I haven't looked at the standings, but I think they're all, they're you know, half game up. Or they're, yeah, they're still they're tied for first place, yeah. They're tied for first place. Yeah. And, um you know, I don't think anybody would have said, hell, you know, there's no way they should be sitting there, but they are, you know, and if you look at these last three losses and four points, you know, look at, if you pull out, you know, uh, you look at the first, you know, the eight wins, 
and how they won those games. You know, the way that team come, came back and, and beat the Colts, you know, and then weeks earlier, it seemed like, you know, they were having to come back in every single game and win, you know, late in the, late in the fourth quarter, getting walk-off field goal uh, at Detroit, right? Tucker hitting, uh, was that a 66-yarder, if I remember yep. right? Yep, You know, to, to win that to win that game. So, um, no, I, I just think, you know, it's a testament to, to John, um, that entire organization, the way they're aligned, uh, those that coaching staff, you know, because, I mean, it would have been real easy, like everybody's talking about, that, you know, going into this game last night, nobody gave them a chance yep. against Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and the Packers. You know, so to be sitting there with a chance to, you know, get a walk-off home run, so to speak, you know, and win that game, again, it's a testament to, to John, the culture that he's built, the mindset of that organization. I, I mean, that, I mean that's how it was from day one when I was fortunate enough to join John, you know, in 2008 as the secondary coach there. And that that mindset, um, the physical brand of play, you know, will we'll line up against anybody, anywhere, at any time, you know, in the parking lot, wherever you want, you know. And it doesn't matter, you know, who's not available. It's always been the next man up. And they build and instill this belief in everybody in that locker room and every player that they're going to go out and be successful and get the job done when called on. Does it? Does it? Do the results matter at some point? Like, is is there a point at which, again, because I agree with everything you said, and I think it's incredible that they were even in that game yesterday. But at some point, you are still a team that's lost three straight games, and you know you've gone from being the top seed in the AFC to sort of being on the outside looking in at the moment, as far as the playoff picture is concerned. Does that become an issue internally at any point? Do, do guys start? feeling any of that where even if we all know reasonably they're still playing better than could be expected does that become an issue at some point when just the results aren't going your way the final score shows you with one point less than the other team you know maybe not until you know they're out of you know playoff contention okay. you know but sitting here at you know eight wins and you're still you know half game up you got a big road game division game against the Bengals coming up you know, this week, you know, until, you know, we see um, this whole journey, this whole season and see what the final record is and whether they make the playoffs or not make the playoffs, you know, that discussion, you know, you know, doesn't need to be talked about. I mean, people are going to talk about it. Uh, we all know, John knows, you know, when you sign up for these jobs, it's a bottom line business. And, you know, if you win, you stay, you keep your job. And if, if you don't, you know, and a player as a player, if you don't, uh, if you're not productive and you don't produce, you, they move on from you. So it's it's really simple, you know, when it when it comes to that. But until we, you know, reach that point, you know, and you know, if they continue to lose, which I don't think they're going to, and they don't, you know, they can't, you know, make the playoffs, whatever, uh, you know, then you can have, you know, whatever conversation sure. you you want to have, but. Certainly, they, nobody blocks out the noise and all that stuff better than, than Coach Harbaugh and, and, the, and the Ravens. All right, before I let you go, do you have any idea, like, are you as surprised as we were about how Lamar Jackson was struggling before, yeah, obviously, he got hurt, how much he was struggling against the blitz and, and the zero coverage thing, particularly when we see that, you know, a week ago, Tyler Huntley looked pretty good against it, right? Like, were, were you as surprised by that? And are you at all concerned about Lamar Jackson as a whole because of that? It just—it really was 
quite alarming how difficult things were going for him when he was seeing so much of the cover zero. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the tape, the tape doesn't lie. Right. And so in people in Miami, you know, if I remember right, you know, the game plan that they had, you know, rewatching that game, I mean, they basically played three or four different calls the entire uh, game, but most of it was seven, eight guys up at the line of scrimmage, right. And all out, you know, zero pressure and, and regardless who you are and how many years you've been in the league, they make it very, very difficult on a quarterback, you know, and an offensive unit to execute. And so people see that, and, and it's a copycat league. So, you know, okay, look, they went zero. Might not be, you know, who we are. It might not be our identity, but we're going to steal some things and, and throw these things at them and see, you know, they're going to keep doing it until you fix it, you know. So um, I have no, you know, concerns, you know, about Lamar, you know, moving forward. It's something that, you know, they got to figure out, you know, as an offense and, and he'll get, he'll get better at, but he's a dynamic, dynamic, you know, football player. And, and, uh, you know, just because, you know, Huntley goes in, and you, you know, he goes in and makes some great throws and some great plays, this, that, and the other, it's obviously going to, everybody's going to start the, right, the narrative right. and the discussion about, oh man, do, yeah. you know, is, is Lamar the, the not I, yeah, you, only, know, yeah. you know, answer here or, or now we got this guy that looks really good, blah, 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 you know, on the roster and we don't want to lose him. And do we pay all that money? Yeah, you do. Cause you know, Lamar's a generational, you know, once in a lifetime type quarterback to me. You know, uh, you know, and I and I know that's you know probably how they feel about him, and a lot of people feel about him. We we agree wholeheartedly when it comes to that, Coach. That's there is no debate whatsoever, and I'm not going to be that guy making that uh, absurd claim. Uh, I think I've asked you this question literally every time I've ever talked to you, and you've never the answer has always been no. But I'm going to ask it again. Is there anything I can plug for you, Chuck Pagano? Any what? Anything I can plug for you? Anything you got going on? Anything? media appearances, anything like that that I can plug for you? Just, uh, you know, the Chuck Strong sure. you know, Gala, the foundation, the you know, the, the money that we're trying to raise, you know, uh, there in Indianapolis at the Simon, you know, Comprehensive Can- Cancer Center there in Indianapolis. You know, we just, you know, we're, we're very, very close. We're like two or $3,000 shy of, of $10 million, uh, total raised over the over the uh, period of time where we started, you know, that gala there in, in Indy, you know, and, uh, you know, really, uh, it's just, it's just awesome because, you know, research, you know, saved my life, you know, the form of, uh, leukemia that I had, you know, 20, 30 years ago had a 50% survival rate. And because of research, you know, when I was diagnosed, it was in the low nineties. So I was very, very lucky and not everybody's that lucky. So research, you know, saves lives and every penny that, uh, that is, that is raised goes directly to cancer research there. So anytime you want to, you know, talk about anything, just maybe talk about, That's awesome. you know, the Chuck Strong stuff and, yep. and, and the, the movement there in Indy that continues and, and, uh, we'll be forever connected to those people there and, and that, that, uh, that hospital, that cancer center. So, That'd be awesome. That's incredible, and 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 no question, it's an inspiring thing. Ten million dollars is amazing, Coach. That's just an amazing number, and the work you guys have done—that's truly incredible. Um, and 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 yes, anything we can do to show support for that, we're happy to do it. Coach, always appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Uh, a very merry Christmas to you, to your family. Enjoy it. Be well. Would love to catch up with you here in a couple of weeks again. Thank you for taking the time for us. Same to you guys. Take care. Thank you.